Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined as always by Logan Green. I'm going to keep the intro short and sweet because, uh, as I'm sure everybody can tell, I'm very sick right now, but the show must go on, Logan. How, how are you doing? I'm great, Brandon. Uh, I apologize for you, though, if you're not feeling great. Um, I feel like everybody has gotten sick lately, and I got—I had—I feel like right before Thanksgiving, I might have had a little thing, but luckily I dodged the, the brunt of it, so hopefully you get through it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's just one of those, like, I, I sound like I'm a chain smoker right now, and, uh, you know, because <laughs> I, no, I have no voice, it's all shot. Uh, a lot of Listen fun. to that hack. That's awesome. Yes, no doubt. Okay, well, this is our big girls basketball preview extravaganza slash review of what's already happened because there's this overlap between the seasons where girls basketball actually started two weeks ago while football was still finishing up. And I've already said enough about how much I hate that overlap. But um, all of our girls basketball previews are up on our website, idahosports.com. They're right there at the top of the homepage. So you can check those out there. And uh, we'll be using that as a guide as we kind of navigate our way through what's happening so far in the girls' basketball landscape, Logan. We'll just go classification by classification. And let's start at the 5A level with the SIC, where really the way it looks based upon the preseason coaches poll is there's kind of a, a, a clear top five. And maybe the order that that top five finishes in is up for debate. But it all starts at the top with Boise. They're already 2-0. and in league play because of the weird SIC schedule and they're five and one overall already a great start again for veteran coach Kim Bridges and the Boise Brave. Yeah. You know, they've already, like you said, they've had those two conference games against Middleton. Um, and I believe Bora was the other one and they've, they've taken both those teams out and, and a good start for the brave. But like you said, it's just, I hate that they overlap like this. It just makes it a little uh, tricky, right? Um, but Boise, they started the season. It's always tough, right, when you start the season um, against a really good team like they did. They started against Lake City, who coming into last year's 5A tournament was the number one seed, but got beat by Boise uh, in the semifinals, right? And so they, those teams have that rematch on the first game of the season up north um, in Coeur d'Alene, and Lake City won that one, but uh, a high-scoring affair, 73-62 to 62 in that one. Yeah, and of course, they've got uh, Avery Howell as kind of the anchor of the team. She was uh, a returning starter from last year. They have Avery Patrico back, and also uh, Allison Turkey is also a very uh, promising player for Boise High. Of course, we remember the classic game that they had with Timberline, and head coach Andy Jones at Timberline has another really good squad led by Lauren McCall and, and Allie Cox. Yeah, so both of those teams are going to be right back in it, right? They played for the state championship last year, was a one-point game. I mean, heck, you look at the season standings from a year ago, uh, Timberline 16-0 and in the conference, and Boise was right there at 13-3. and So, you know, those two are going to go head-to-head, and, and, and like people think, probably those two are the, the top of the class, right, uh, of the 5ASIC again. Definitely. And if you're wondering, when do we get to see Boise Timberline the rematch? We already did, first of all. They played on November 15th. Boise won that game 44 to 28. 
Now that game didn't count for the conference standings. The one that counts in the league standings comes at the very end of the season on January 24th, a game that could decide potentially the SIC regular season crown. So stay tuned. Yeah, hey, get the get the loss out of the way early. Um, but you know what? Bora, right? Bora finished 13-3 and last year in the conference, and that was a close game with Boise. Those two played on the 18th and only a five-point game there. So watch out for the Lions as well. Throw them into the mix. They're already off to a good start, right? They play Boise very tough. Um, they're going to be a problem as well. Yeah, Bora is all the way at the bottom of the standings right now at 0-1 because they that lost to Boise was a, a league game, so to speak. Um, Bora has a new coach this year, working in a new coach in um, Ebony Norman. Uh, George Rodriguez, the longtime head coach, is not there anymore. Um, and they lost Sid Rodriguez. She transferred to Hawaii as well. So Bora really having to almost start from scratch. So and they were picked 12th in the preseason poll, but then they come out and, and play a five-point game. I mean, I know a loss is a loss, right? It doesn't matter um, whether it's by a point or by 20. It goes down the same. But you look at that and you say, man, that team might be a little bit better than next to last. Uh, just, just just on, you know, seeing that and, and being competitive with Boise, um, we'll, we'll see how that translates out and if they can recover from – from those losses, it's always tough to lose some key pieces like they have right there. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Sid Rodriguez, she transfers from Bora to Hawaii. Hawaii was picked third in the preseason coaches poll, second year program with coach Jordan Axe and uh, everybody really high on the storm this year to take that next step forward. Yeah. And they just seem like they just keep turning out uh, good teams after good teams, right? Year or, you know, their last year was their first year. As a school, the boys win the state championship. The girls win softball. You know, the football team just made state this year. And now the girls basketball looking to take their, you know, their next step, right, and being a little bit better and and advancing. And once those players get some more experience that they hadn't had before coming in, uh, the Storm just seemed to be good at everything right now. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure they want to join that conversation. Definitely. Um, and then you've got uh, fourth and fifth in the preseason poll, Eagle and Rocky Mountain. And that's kind of that top five I was talking about. Boise, Timberline, Hawaii, Eagle, and Rocky Mountain. Eagle's got Paige Kofer. She's committed to play at Utah Tech, which is a D- D1 school. Um, Rocky Mountain has, uh, I'm going to say the name wrong, so uh, bear with me as I, um, <laughs> as I, attempt to say uh cc's name for for rocky mountain but um cc legaspe uh i I don't know you're you're the one that lives over there logan i I feel like it's legaspe but i could be wrong okay anyway i don't know i i I will we'll find out (laughs) yes uh cc is a phenomenal player for rocky mountain as well what do you what do you make of the eagle and, and rocky well so rocky mountain returns four starters right and that's that's big. And it doesn't matter if that, you know, they were great players last year or not or whatever, but having that consistency year after year, it, it makes a difference. Eagle, of course, coming in good, but you know what? Middleton beat Eagle a couple weeks ago. I know that was a non-conference quote, non-conference matchup uh, back on the 15th, but Middleton won that game by six points. And so now I think you got to throw them into that mix. Middleton was picked seventh. Um, but are they, where do they fit in this equation too? Right. And I think that they're going to make 
a run for it. They, they did it in football, right? People kind of counted them out coming in, um, you know, fresh from the 4A, you know, how are they going to fit in? And, and so far they've held well. Boise kind of took them behind the woodshed um, in, in their matchup. But I think that's going to happen for a lot of people <laughs> this season. Um, but you know what? Eagle looks good too. Um, like you said, it always helps to have a great player, um, you know, committed to a D1 school. You, basketball is a funny game, right, where you need your team, but you also need that, per, you know, that X factor, right? And, and you look at – let's just take Burley last year at 4A, right? That was a good team, but when you've got – Amari Whiting on your team, it, it's a little different. You look at Boise, they're a good team, but you throw in Avery Howell, it's a different thing, right, when you've got that one player. And so I look at that with Eagle and think they've got that, right? And, and so they can always make noise on any given night. Um, so, yeah, I think the top five, I think those top two are going to be the top two. But after that, I, you know what, it, there could be – a couple of different schools that make that make a noise, you know, make noise for that and, and try to get into that top five. Yeah, if we're tearing this out, Logan, I agree. I think it's Boise Timberline kind of in in a tier of their own. Then I would put Hawaii and Eagle and Rocky kind of in the next tier. And then tier three, I think, are the next three teams in the preseason coaches poll. And that would be Mountain View at six, Middleton at seven. Capital at eight. Capital has a new coach and Matt Creech. He's uh, coached uh, a long time in the Treasure Valley, uh, comes highly regarded. All of his peers say he's going to turn Capital around and, and do a phenomenal job with that program. Middleton has a brand new coach and Brad Huter, who had spent uh, you know, seven or eight years at notice. So he's going from 1A up to 5A uh, basketball. Um, but like you said, Middleton already has a couple of good wins under their belt and and then mountain yeah. view also has a new coach right a legendary coach um retired at the end of the season uh lakale pringle is the new coach at, at mountain view now yeah and it, here's the thing i think with mountain view right last year they came in highly touted and then a couple of injuries just really squashed the season i mean and i don't think they weren't prepared for that and that, that's not a bad thing that's not what i'm trying to say that they were unprepared but they came into the season with X, Y, and Z as their plan, and they lose some of those pieces right early. And it's just hard, you know, to go forward with that. And this year, you know, that they've got the pieces back. They know their plan. They can go forward with that, right? And, and you hope nobody gets hurt this year. And, and you know what? I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I think last year kind of was just a, a whirlwind of, of, of unfortunate events, so to say, for – Mountain View, and I think that they'll they'll recover from that this year and be better. Like you said, I kind of agree with that with the with the tiers that you've got there, Brandon. Um, and we're gonna about hit conference play here pretty soon. Uh, the you know the heart of it, and so we're gonna see where these teams really stand. Um, there's also some preseason tournaments that, that some of these teams are gonna be playing in and gonna get exposure to not only conference teams but teams from around the state, which I think will help with the state tournament. Um, in a couple months as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out. And then in, in the last tier or tier four, I would say, are the remaining teams. Uh, Centennial was picked ninth, CUNA 10th, Meridian 11th, Bora 12th, and then Nampa 13th. Um, couple of storylines from that bottom group there. Uh, Centennial has a new coach in Kerry Angelos. Um, uh, in our preseason uh, questionnaires, we send that to every coach. We always ask them, you know, who's who's a team that, uh, could surprise uh, in the conference this year. And Coach Angelo said us, 
come see it <laughs> basically is what right. she said for Centennial. Um, Nampa making the transition. They've got a veteran coach in Erica Weissenbuehler, but they're moving from 4A to 5A. They were uh, lightly regarded in football. We, we saw how that worked out. Um, we talked about Bora already. Um, and then CUNA and Meridian are, are trying to find their footing. But is there a team that stands out uh, to you from that bottom group? I mean, I would say just I mentioned it, Bora, um, just because of what they did last year and, and, you know, history. I guess you just it's nothing. <laughs> I mean, they played they played Boise well. Right. And, and they were good. They were a good team last year. They went to state last year. And so I don't think you can just I think it's just tough to just throw a team like that at the bottom that has that history. Right. That they've been there, done that. I, 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 unfortunately for Nampa, I think they're, they're going to struggle. I saw them play a couple times last year. Um, and, and they, they kind of struggled even at the 4A level. Um, and, and unless something has changed there, I think they're, it's going to be a long season for the Bulldogs, but I will eat that crow all day long if that's actually what happens. Um, and, and they come out and finish first, right? I would love nothing more than that. But I, I think that it's going to be a struggle for some of those teams at the bottom. But I do think Bora, of any of them as a chance to finish on top of that bottom three tier or that, you know, that third tier and even make a case to get into that second tier as well. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how Bora does with basically starting from scratch uh, some players to watch from those other teams uh, that are towards the bottom. You know, we talk about Cuna Brylin field. She had a great volleyball season. She's also, uh, or, uh, great fall sports season. Um, sorry, I'm a little medicated with my uh, cold <laughs> medicines. I can't remember if it was soccer or volleyball. Right. But she's a great athlete for CUNA. Uh, Centennial has uh, Netta Tia, who's a dynamic ball handler. Meridian's got Preston Barger coming back. Um, Bora, we talked about, loses to almost everybody. So it'll be interesting to see who steps up for them. I don't know. It'll, it'll be an interesting year in the, in the 5 ASIC once again, let, let's shift to the 4ASIC, Logan, where really, according to the coaches, it's a clear top two in Bishop Kelly and Columbia. And that's really how it's been the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and I would say that that is, that is correct, right? I mean, you look at the past years, it's been Middleton. I mean, Middleton right. really just ran away with the 4ASIC. They're done, right? They're gone up to 5A. Bishop Kelly and Columbia were right there, uh, neck and neck make it, you know, two years ago, Columbia made it to state, I think for the first time ever, was it? Maybe I feel like that was the case two years ago um, for Columbia, but then now Bishop Kelly comes up, um, you know, they're going to be right there in that mix. They don't have that top dog to to fight with anymore. Um, And, and you know what, I I think that they're going to be pretty good. You you look at what they've done so far this year, um, just from Bishop Kelly's side, right? They played Timberline in a close game. Uh, you know, uh, it's as close as a 11 point loss could be. And it's funny, um, Addie Heiler, right? She's going to be one of the best players in the conference. And her dad what is the radio guy for Bishop Kelly. And he was in the booth with me and Scott during that Bishop Kelly Minico game, <laughs> trying to tune into the basket because it was they, they played Timberline at the same time as that playoff game. And he's trying to check, he's trying to broadcast for the radio station for Bishop Kelly. And he's trying to check in on his on his daughter playing Timberline, uh, so it was kind of funny. But she's she's going to be one of the best players in the conference and all of four A. Um, and I think Bishop Kelly as well. They, I mean, you see they played Centennial seventy five to thirteen. Um, I don't care 
if Centennial is not that great, that's a heck of a win right there. Um, and, and they've played some tough teams um, from the Magic Valley as well and has won those. So I, I think, like you said, it's probably Bishop Kelly. And then I think I, I think Columbia is a, a little bit I, – I think Bishop Kelly is number one. And Columbia is number two. And there's a gap there. Uh, but then there's a there's an even bigger gap when you get further down. Yeah, so Columbia has the best player in the conference in Miley Mills. She was the 4A SIC player of the year last year. <laughs> so she's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bishop Kelly, I think, has a little bit better depth right now over at Columbia. Um, pretty consistently, the team that everybody else was talking about outside those top two was Skyview. They were picked to finish third. Valley View picked to finish fourth. To me, they're pretty equal, three and four, Skyview, Valley View. Yeah, and I mean, we mentioned it. Valley View, doesn't matter the sport. They just are pesky. Right, they just they just claw their way. They're going to be competitive. Nobody's going to roll through Valley View. It seems like <laughs> they might not be an undefeated team, but they're not going to get blown out of the building, and they're going to be right there in the mix of it. So, yes, look for those two, like you mentioned, Brandon, to be right there, maybe the three and the four. Yeah, uh, Alondra Osuna, great athlete for Valley View. She was a great soccer player. She was the one who scored that soccer goal, Logan. I don't know if you remember this during the fall, but Valley View scored as like time expired from like 30 yards away. Alondra Osuna was the one who scored the goal for Valley View. It was a crazy game, but <laughs> yeah, she's awesome for, for the Falcons. Um, and then, and then you've got Emmett Caldwell and Ridgeview. They were all picked to finish at the bottom. Uh, Emmett five Caldwell, six Ridgeview seven. I think people are sleeping on Caldwell a little bit. Selena Chavez is a great player. Ashley green veteran coach for the Cougars. Can they make a jump into that upper echelon of the league? See, here's the thing. Caldwell's been there, right? They they have been in the state tournament as recently as, you know, a couple of years ago where they were the team to beat, right? They were right there with Middleton. They made trips to the semifinals, um, and then they kind of lost some players and, and, and they took a step back, and they think that they're primed to make that next step forward. I don't think Caldwell is going to go 0-22 again this season for sure. Um, and so I, I think the Cougars maybe have that chance to, to be a little more competitive than they have been in the past um, and step up a little bit and, and, and be a little better. Um, I think, I think Emmett is going to be the one that, again, I should, I'm just going off last year or what I saw last year, right? Emmett was a team that, that just struggled size wise, I thought, and they, they had a hard time when teams were more physical. Um, and, and so hopefully you see Emmett, increase that right so that they can be more competitive in those games but they're also a scrappy team that that won some games maybe that they weren't supposed to last year and I, you know what i think that they can also um, um make some noise and, and be competitive as well yeah emmett and ridgeview both working in new head coaches mark priano is now the third head coach for emmett in the last three years john walker becomes the fifth head coach at ridgeview in the last seven years. So a lot of coaching turnover at those schools. And right now the bottom of the league, Ridgeview one and four Valley view. zero and three Emmett. Oh, and four. That's the big question. It was a question that cropped up during football as well is will the league, if they struggle at the bottom, will that pull down the teams at the top in terms of getting seated by max preps when it's time to go to state? We'll have to wait and see how that develops. Let's talk three, a basketball. where really, the last couple of years, Logan, it's kind of been Parma's world in that Snake River Valley Conference, uh, and they're off to a three and zero start again this year. Homedale is right on their heels at at three and one as well. This is a league that's to me is really hard to predict because I think Weezer, Fruitland, Homedale, Parma, even McCall Donnelly 
all have a chance. This is going to be one of those leagues where I think everybody just kind of beats up on each other throughout the season. Yeah, and and Austin Harris is gone from Parma, right? And I think yeah. she was the she was the X factor in the league. Parma had lost some games early on in the season last year, and then turned it on as as a regular season play started. And Parma just did Parma things right, and and rolling through the conference as they <laughs> just seem to do every year, year in and year out. And and this year, I mean, if you look at the preseason standings or you know coaches poll, whatever you say. Parma's picked first, and I think, you know, until somebody knocks them off that 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 you kind of look there, right, and say, well, until somebody can show that it's not Parma, it will be Parma. And, and But like you said, I think the middle of that, Weezer, Fruitland, McCall, Donnelly, and, and, and even Homedale, that's just a big uh, melting pot, right? And it could go either way. It's not like, I mean, Parma last year was only, what were they, they were like, I think, just a, a 14 and 12. That's what they were last year. So, you know, I think that it's within reach, especially with Harris gone. I mentioned it earlier with having a key player. I think that Parma had that for a couple of years and they had other players as well for a couple of years. And now it's time for somebody else to step up um, and, and fill that role that, that Parma has had for so many years. And every team has a player that's capable of getting 20 yeah. on any given night. Um, when you look at Parma with Riley Calkins and you look at, uh, you look at Fruitland uh, with Abby Rubido. We know what kind of score she is yeah, from soccer right. season, right? Um, Weezer has Toby Neuer, who might be the best point guard in uh, not just the conference, but 3A basketball. Um, you look at McCall Donnelly with Gabby Green and even Homedale with J.C. Parker. They've all got athletes that could go get you 20 points on any given night. So I think this league is going to be really fun to watch. Weezer is a team I think that's going to be really good. Uh, Lorraine Harrison, very acclaimed girls basketball coach, uh, took Weezer to State not very long ago. Um, so I think that's going to be a team to keep an eye on in this league as well. Who who emerges from this league to go to State, Logan? Um, I mean, I you know, I kind of I kind of like Weezer, like you you mentioned. I mean, they've got they've got Maddie shirts back, right? Toby Neuer there, you know, they, they've got some first team players there. Um, other teams also returning Parma returns one um, from the first team as well um, in Riley Calkins. But I don't know. I just think that, that Weezer has the, you know, maybe it's, that's my guess. That's my, I'm, I'm throwing a, a dart on a, a dart board and it landed on Weezer. That's what I'm saying. Um, so I'm ready to eat all the, when it's not Weezer and they lose every game, but I just don't, I don't see that happening. I just think that, I don't know. That's my personal opinion, Brandon, that, that Weezer maybe has the pieces to get it done. Yeah. Uh, this year, two and a half bids to state from district three. So I like, I like Weezer and Parma. And then the, the third spot will be a play in against the second place team from district five, six. You're looking at Teton, possibly sugar Salem, snake river, American fall. I don't, I think it's going to be hard for three teams to get in East Idaho. East Idaho has got it, some good teams. But. And last year we thought the same thing, right? I think it was, um, was it Timberlake, right? Played Weezer at a play-in game. And we kind of were like, oh, well, that stinks for Weezer. And they go win it, right? And, and, and District 3 took that play-in game and got three bids. Um, so you never know. But, man, it's a different story. Those people, those those teams over there are really good. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, one one last storyline from the 3A. Uh, Fruitland has a new coach. It's a familiar name. Willie Lake, who had been co-coaching the boys' basketball team the past several years, is now the girls' varsity head coach. So Fruitland's got a great coach uh, to lead a, an experienced group of players as well. So keep an eye on Fruitland and Coach Willie Lake also. All right, 2A, Western Idaho Conference. This might be the biggest story of the season so far, Logan. And we kind of teased it on last week's prep cast. Yeah. Melba is going like a hot knife through butter to everybody. They're four and zero overall one and zero in conference play thus far. They beat Marcin in their conference openers uh, Saturday, 59 to 10. Um, they've got wins over Lapway, Columbia, and Grangeville, those are all teams that are going to be at state. You know, Grangeville yeah. will be there for 2A Lapway, the defending 1AD1 champs. And we, we've already talked about Columbia and how good they are. Yeah. And, and to, beating Lapway is not a, it's not a joke, right? Look at the boys' side. They beat 5A teams last year by double digits. Like, it's not like it's, oh, you, we played a 1A team. No, you didn't. You played, I don't care if it's boys or girls. If you beat Lapway in basketball, you put that on, you put it on a trophy. You put it in a, you put it on the wall and say, we beat Lapway. And, and, and they've already done that. And, and, you know, you look at it and this is the easiest, probably clear cut one that there is. It's, it's Melba and then somebody else, right. That, that, that will be around, but Melba, Brandon, do, do they, do they lose a game this year? I think, I mean, they're going to play in the Timberlion tournament in December and they're going to play against some, some big schools and, and, and maybe, maybe a loss comes somewhere in there. Um, I, I believe it was Cole Valley, right. That last year played in this tournament um, and, and did pretty well um, and, and made a name for themselves. Um, we're competitive in some games. Um, and I would love to see how Melba is going to stack up when they get into that tournament. <laughs> like, how are they going to compete? Because I, to be honest, I don't see anybody else really pushing them. And that's my thought. Just from what we've seen so far this year, I think that it's, I think they're going to take it. <laughs> that's my, they look really good. Yeah, Cole Valley last year went to the Timberline and lost all three games, but they played <clears throat> Burley, Bonneville, and Bishop Kelly. They lost to BK by eight, Bonneville by one, Burley by only 14. So I think even though they lost That's, all yeah. three, the fact that they were competitive and pushed those much larger schools was uh, really what, what told the story there. Um, Cole Valley is, of course, the defending 2A champions, but it's to me it's clear they're at least a step behind Melba here in the early going. Um, just going off of like common opponents, right? We talked about Melba and their win over Lapway 52 to 44, uh, Cole Valley similarly played Lapway to start the season off and they lost that game 62 to 35. So you like looking at the common opponents a lot, Logan. So that kind of yeah. tells you where, where Cole Valley Christian is. Um, they do bring back Hadley Fraz, um, Trinity Holsinger is a young player that's getting a lot of buzz for Cole Valley. But when you look at Melba and they're rolling out Kendall Clark and Kaylee Wilson and Hallie Arnold and Brooklyn Daly. And yeah. I mean, they're just, I don't know how you stop Melba this year. Like those, they're all coming back. That's the scary thing, right? Like those, those players are all, are all back. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they, yeah. And you know what, you look at it and, and what they did last year, they had some of those great games with Cole Valley Christian. We were there for the district championship game against them as well. It was at Cole Valley. Um, and man, you know, you never know what can happen. Those two, you know, Cole Valley is 
it's different, right? We, we look, and I do it all the time. I look at the common opponents, right, and say, hey, you know what? You played this team and lost by this much, and you played this team and won by this much. And we try to make as much correlation with that as possible, even though it's not truly a true representation of what's going to happen, right? Um, be, because at the end of the day, I think Cole Valley and Melba know each other so well. And, and they do. They play, you know, they, they play in the offseason together. They, they compete in other sports. And those two teams know each other. And at, at the end of the day, when those teams play, it's going to be closer than, than, you know, losing by 20 to Lapway versus beating Lapway by 12 or whatever it was. Uh, you know, oh, it's 30-point difference. And I, I don't think that Melba is going to roll over Cole Valley. I think it'll be close when those two play um, just because of that history. And, and you know what? They want it. They want to beat each other. Um, and, and Cole Valley is going to come out tough. So anyway, that's that's my thought on how it that's going to go. Um, you know, I think Melba comes away with it, but but Cole Valley is going to make a run as well. Two veteran coaches, Dave Lenz for Melba, Matt Beglinger for Cole Valley Christian, two of the best around. Two and a half bids available to state from this <clears> district as well. The team that all the coaches told me to keep an eye on, and this is the team that was picked third in the preseason coaches poll, is Ambrose. Uh, Kelly Barber is back to uh, coach the team. Uh, he's also the athletic director at Ambrose. We know he's a great coach. Um, Ellie Thorne was an all-conference player last year as a freshman. She's now a sophomore, and she has really elevated her game. So keep an eye on Ambrose. And then fourth and fifth, Napa Christian and New Plymouth, they each have new coaches, Logan. Um, Randy Brothers previously coached the Napa Christian boys a few years back. He's now the girls coach at Napa Christian and new Plymouth has a new head coach in Mackenzie Radford. She took over midway through the season last year at Middleton as Middleton's interim coach guided the Vikings. I thought pretty well given a somewhat yeah. hairy situation. And yeah. now she is in, now for the first time in charge of her own program at new Plymouth. I thought that was a slam dunk hire for yes. the Pilgrims. Yeah, and I think she's going to do great there. And New Plymouth is a school that that has been to state recently. And um, gosh, what's her name? Alyssa Christensen, I believe, was the one that was there. And and she just she was at CSI and and then just got a D one offer. I can't remember who it was. What, what her, I think maybe it was Boise State um, gave her an offer out of being at CSI. So I mean, they've got tradition, right? New Plymouth does um, of of putting out good girls basketball teams. I mean. Some of their other alumni, we don't really talk about much, but uh, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. The boss is from New Plymouth. So uh, anyways, uh, but that's a good spot to be in, I think. I think it's a great hire. Um, a good. She has an experience. Middleton, I, I thought Middleton looked good last year after the coaching change. Not that they didn't look good before, but I, I feel like they were a little more they pushed Burley more than I thought they would have early in the season. I'll say that um, in, in the tournament, when they met with Burley, they ended up winning the consolation, I believe went, went through that and won. Um, so she's got experience not only in regular season, but in postseason at the four, a level. Um, and I think that's going to translate well. And I don't think you can discredit that whether or not new Plymouth has, you know, key pieces back or, you know, those all conference players, are they going to take out Melba? Probably not, but are they going to, you know, maybe make some noise? Because I think, you know, even with Cole Valley losing four of their, you know, senior starters from a year ago, um, they're still going to be competitive. But I feel like that second spot is up for grabs um, to some extent. And I think that, you know, it could be anybody's that wants it. Um, 
So we're, we'll just see. We'll just see how it shakes out, right? Yeah. Uh, Marcin was picked to finish sixth. They have Emily Vanisdahl, a great uh, player. Uh, Mike Swanson is the head coach. He's been there a long time. Um, and then you've got Compass Charter picked uh, to finish tied for seventh with North Star Charter. As far as I can tell, North Star Charter is playing mostly a JV schedule with a couple of varsity conference games sprinkled in. I don't think they'll count in the standings and they'll just go into districts as the eighth seed automatically. Um, but North Star Charter, of course, made the move up from 1A D1 to 2A. They're trying to, uh, you know, acclimate to the 2A level. Compass Charter is going to give it a go. They've got a new head coach in uh, Adam. Uh, Adam Mastalski, uh, Mastalski, sorry, Adam Mastalski. Uh, he's he's been great to talk to and interact with so far. And Compass Charter is off to a two and one start. So aviators, look out! Yeah, look out! You never know. You just that's the thing. You never know, right? Got to play it out on the court. Definitely. All right, let's move to one A D one. This gauntlet of a conference. This ten team monolithic Western Idaho conference. Um, I, this is always the toughest one to predict for me because there's so many teams, there's so many variables. And generally speaking, uh, a lot of these schools are tight lipped about what's going on at their schools. So it's a hard one to get a read on even during the season, I feel like sometimes, but Rimrock was picked as the, uh, preseason favorite in the preseason coaches poll. I think that's a testament to what the Raiders have done over the past several years. They've developed a very good program. Yeah. I mean, they've been at state year in and year out. They won state, two state championships a couple of years ago. Well, I guess I should say 18-ish years ago. But, uh, you, you know, they they always seem to be there. Um, it, it doesn't matter who uh, Coach Jewett has there, that she's going to turn out a winning team. Um, last year they were 15-8. and eight, um, And you know what? Notice was there last year. Liberty Charter has always been an issue um, as well in that. But, but a lot of people like the Raiders uh, coming into it this year. Um, so far on the season, you know, they do have two big wins, right? They played Hagerman and Glens Ferry and really just run those two out of the building. Um, and so a good start, a fast start already um, for for Rimrock. And, and they're one of those ones that you just don't hear a lot about with, with coming out of Bruno until the state tournament rolls around. Um, you just see that, oh, another win um, for Rimrock. So we'll see how the Raiders turn it out this year. Yeah, uh, Kyla Jewett in her sixth year at Rimrock has done a fantastic job. You'll remember, Logan, very famously that Rimrock missed out on state last year. They were knocked off by Liberty Charter in the semifinals on a last second bucket from like the right block. Liberty Charter scored uh, with basically like one second to play right. to, to defeat Rimrock by one. And that was the kind of the controversy last year was there was no way to go backdoor and challenge for that second spot to state. It was it wasn't a true double elimination tournament. It was just oh you lost sorry right. Um, so Rimrock never had a chance to challenge back and, and earn their way. So Liberty Charter and Notice got to state last year. Um, so we'll see if Rimrock can can get revenge there. Liberty Charter was picked to finish second in the conference. Uh, Coach McCain, uh, Brad McCain, has a good group coming back. Jennibel Reese kind of leads the way. We got to see Liberty Charter at state last year, Logan. And yeah. so um, Jennifer Reese was a young player and now she's kind of expected to lead this new group of Patriots. Yeah. And they had a couple of young players on that squad. And that's just, that's just not what the rest of the conference wants is for Liberty charter to have good younger players because they just always have good players. It seems like, you know, Madison Hodnett gone last year, didn't matter. They still make it to state. Um, and, and so I think that 
you know, they're just going to continue to get better. Those younger players for Liberty Charter. Uh, so far this year, Liberty Charter does have a victory over Nampa Christian and Glens Ferry. They lost to Lighthouse Christian and they did lose to Nampa Christian. So a couple of losses so far, um, but a couple wins as well for the Patriots on the season. Wilder picked to finish third. They're led by Kimberly Arias. Uh, she's a great player. Greenleaf friends fourth in the preseason coaches poll. Shea Olson, dynamic athlete, might be the most talented uh pure scorer in the conference she can go get a bucket whenever you need her to and then notice pick to finish fifth lexi kudabak is the uh, one returning starter for notice and they've got a new head coach as we mentioned brad huter their longtime coach is now at middleton so drew williams takes over the notice program the three four five there i i, I kind of like greenleaf the best out of that group of three yeah, Brandon, I was going to say Greenleaf has wins already this season over Garden Valley and then over Ambrose, right, that we were just talking about that people liked Ambrose um, coming in and, you know, at the 2A level. And I think Greenleaf is is going to be a problem um, and, and that, that maybe they can contend for that second spot, of course. We won't know till they get into conference play, like where these teams stand, but I think Greenleaf has a good opportunity to – to fight for that second spot and maybe even contend with Rimrock for the first. Yeah. I really like the potential of the Grizzlies. Uh, the, the bottom half of the preseason coaches poll victory charter picked sixth, Idaho city, seventh vision charter, eighth gem state, nine Riverstone, 10 Idaho city could be a sleeper. Natalie Luthi is a great athlete for the wildcats. Is there, is there a sleeper that you like from this bottom five, Logan? Um, I mean, like you said, uh, it's funny. It's just weird to see Riverstone at the bottom, right? They were so good for a couple of years, made it to state a couple of years ago, and it's just strange to just see them at the bottom. Uh, Victory Charter also seems to always put out a good team, right? And, and Victory Charter seems to play their way into the mix, it, on the boys' side especially, right? They're a very good boys' program, and, and so sometimes that can translate over, like winning breeds winning on the other side too, and and you know what I so I would look for maybe Riverstone to to maybe not be on the bottom that maybe they can take a step up and and then look for um, a victory charter to maybe try to to notch their way into the next level. Yeah, and Victory's got a great coach in in Mandy Frank, and um, they've got a couple of Zinks on the team. Uh, Kimberly Zink, second team All Conference selection last year, um, and then Michaela Zink, younger Zink, is also a player to keep an eye on uh, for victory charter. So that's the one AD one. Then we'll wrap up with the one AD two, the long pin conference where tri Valley won it all two years ago. Uh, it was their first, uh, they, they, they double dipped. They won the volleyball and girls basketball championships. And then that really talented senior class graduated um, last year. Council got to the championship and fell to Rockland. And so when you look at the preseason coaches poll, no surprise that it's council one and try Valley two. Those are kind of the two preeminent programs. Yeah. And the council, they did lose Sydney Nichols from last year, but man, they have a lot of pieces back written. They've got, you know, Hope Zolman, Iveson, Epic and Michaela Hart back. It's just very tough to see that. It's just tough to not see that working where somebody else is going to step up, right? You know, we, we talked about that with when you, when you lose a player in like Nichols, who is going to to step up, right? And and there's going to be some new players that come on to the squad, right? That are going to look to to help out, and it doesn't hurt when you have Paula Tucker as your head coach. 
Great coaching. And, and uh, Jeff Springer, the head coach at Tri-Valley, uh, they're going to build around Manon Tyler. She was a key player off the bench as a sophomore two years ago when Tri-Valley won the state championship. She's now a senior, and they're really counting on her to lead this team. Um, so is it council with the best record so far at one and oh, yes. Tri-Valley's also one and oh, but all of a sudden here's Cascade and they're two and one Cascade was picked to finish fourth in the preseason coaches poll garden Valley was picked third, but Cascade is a real dynamic player in Kyler Nitzel. Every coach we talked to said, look out for Kyler Nitzel. She's, she's a fantastic player for Cascade. Yeah. Cascade with wins over North star and St. John Bosco to start the year. Uh, they lost to Wilder, right? and so may, hey, maybe if we go back a level, maybe that says more about Wilder, um, that Wilder will be in that upper echelon of the 1AD1. Um, but, yeah, Cascade, I mean, the boys program made a run to the state championship three, four years ago. Uh, they made it to state last year, and, and they're just another program. And when it comes to basketball, that Cascade, just you, you just can't not talk about them being involved in some degree. Um, and so watch out for the girls program there. I mean, pick to finish fourth, um, but so far a good start to the season, right, for the Ramblers. Yeah, Garden Valley was picked to finish third. Uh, Katie Wentz finally graduated. We talked about <laughs> how she was one of those players that felt Always like she there. was there Yeah, for 10 years. No more Katie Wentz. Uh, now it's Caitlin Thompson leading the way for Garden Valley. And then for Salmon River, um, coached by Paula Tucker's son, Levi Tucker. Uh, you just hope they can get through the season. Last year, they, they started the year off promisingly yeah. enough. Injuries kind of caught up to them to the point where they didn't have enough to field a full team the rest of the way and they had to to shut it down so we're we're, we're hoping that salmon river can get through a full season and start yeah. there yeah i mean it was it was two or three years ago um there was an article on idaho sports it was about salmon river specifically how they had six girls on the volleyball team that all just moved over and played basketball and they had those six right and and that was it for them and it's always been a problem for them where they they just you hope that they can turn out the players because when they had those sticks were great, right? They, they played good competitive games against the teams that they went up against. And you just hope that for salmon river, that they can have those athletes this year and that they can finish the season out and, and play a full one out. Yeah. And from what I can gather, salmon river is kind of doing a co-op with Meadows Valley for, for girls basketball and, and salmon river, their gym, uh, they, they, their gym isn't available to play in. I don't know if it's undergoing renovations or whatnot. So they're actually playing all of their games at new meadows anyways. Um, oh, okay. the boys will have separate teams, salmon river and new meadows ha had enough to do their own for boys, but it's kind of a co-op for girls, but they're still competing under the, the salmon river name, I believe, name. even though the games will be at meadows Valley. So gotcha. Clear right. as much. That's it. Yeah. Clear as much. Well, that'll be interesting. Maybe that'll help, right. Is having, some extra bodies, uh, an extra pool to pull from, right? To, to have those extra people uh, in there that, that can help the team at least go, right? I don't know if they're going to you know, win a championship or anything like that, but at least to play a full season. That's, I, look, I played my school uh, teams that I competed on in high school were terrible, horrendous, very bad. Like just, it, but we just wanted to play. We didn't care. And, and you know what? I, so I've been in that. I have not been on the top. I have been on bad teams and we just wanted to be there and we just wanted to play. We know what was going to happen. Um, so I guess I can come from that perspective and knowing that might've been rough, but I did not want to have a game canceled. I did not want to lose 
we just wanted to play. Didn't matter how it was going to go. We just wanted to play. So I can empathize with that. And uh, yeah, hopefully they can turn out and, and, and have a great, a great season, a full season, I'll say uh, for that salmon river uh, new meadows or excuse me, meadows Valley co-op between those two. Yeah. Uh, girls basketball season off and running. All of our previews are on the homepage, idahosports.com. All the preseason conference polls are there as well. Uh, we've got all the girls' basketball scores and schedules in as well, so keep checking back to idahosports.com. Uh, boys' basketball previews are being put in as we speak. We're working on some dynamic wrestling coverage as well. That'll come in over the next two weeks. So next week, Logan, I think we probably shift and do kind of a boys' basketball wrestling combo preview and then we'll kind of be into the flow of winter sports finally right and, and you know what and, and i think you're doing a rest are you doing a wrestling separate thing or yes we are okay. so this is exciting stuff we are we are going to be bringing to you for the first time a brand new prep cast it is going to be called matt chat on idahosports.com it's going to be the uh, the matt chat prep cast every week we're going to talk just wrestling we are going to have you know i'll be the host i'm kind of a novice when it comes to wrestling info so i'm really just going to lean on our experts um we've got al fontes who's a great writer for us jacob Eck, who is uh, joining our wrestling coverage uh we will have more guests throughout the year and uh we're gonna we're gonna do this every tuesday night at eight mountain seven pacific we're going to do it live because i feel like the wrestling diehards will show up and interact oh, you're doing us. it live huh yes oh look out that's awesome yeah i mean i here's the thing brandon i saw some comments on social media places out there saying you know whatever people didn't cover wrestling and i'm like right here right here we got wrestling i you brandon you've done an awesome job with that and 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 you know the alfontes what he writes i mean who else is writing He's great. I mean, they're really good articles on the wrestling community. And so um, if anybody's still with us here, <laughs> um, just check that out. You know, if you're in the wrestling community or, you know, know somebody that that is, be sure be should be fun. Um, and I think that I will go on record and say, I don't know if anybody has wrestling covered like Idaho Sports does. Yeah, so what will we have on the site during the season? We will have uh, rankings every week, team rankings, the top five by classification, and then we will do a top five regardless of classification. So it's like 5A all the way down to, to 1A. We'll rank them mm -hmm. how we think. Um, and then, of course, we'll rank the top five girls teams in the state as well. And then we're also bringing back the individual rankings. Every week we're going to have you know, the 98-pound weight class how do the rankings stack out? So we're going to have those individual rankings back every week as well. It's going to be so much fun uh, this winter on idahosports.com. So yeah, stay tuned for all that exciting wrestling coverage. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go lie down for a little bit. See if I can <laughs> shake this cough. I've got Logan, stay safe, stay healthy. All right. All right. Thanks Brandon. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into the treasure Valley Prepcast, everybody. We'll see you back here next time on idahosports.com.